watching prohibition fall down. All right, what's up, DGC? Ready for some grow talk after the weekend? After how was your weekend, Scotty? It was nice. It was relaxing, dude. It was very cool. I enjoyed the weekend. I slept till past. No, I didn't sleep, but hung out in bed, listening to some audiobooks past 11, okay? I'm listening to a new one on energy, okay? Energy. Dude, 18 hours of talking about energy from like uh, uh, trees and forests to, I think I'm on the steam engine now. It's cool as shit. I bet you it'll get in a wake and bake. A little what's growing on, huh? So Scotty's wild weekend, stayed up till a little bit late and listened to audiobooks. Oh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> I can I count her. I, I may I have visited count. a friend and socially distanced, okay? It was pretty fucking wild. I got the, uh, the fungus, the fungus ab workout, Scotty. It's one of the, the things I'm finding that's the bonus of living in the woods with trails right by you uh, when you don't have much to do. Hey, neighbors, why don't you guys come on over? Maybe we'll get into some shrooms and walk into the woods. And it's always been a good time, man. I actually like fell down in the woods and it was one of those. My wife started laughing at me and then I started laughing at her and then we're both laughing. And then my neighbor's like 25 feet away. He's like, what are you guys crying about? Uh, like, All good here. All good. And then your abs hurt the next day. Is that your ab workout from laughing so hard? A little. If you if you get a really good time on some shrimps, you get the cheekbones workout. We're just like, right. oh man, I'm just been <laughs> smiling and giggling. We had my hound out there though. We had my dog out there with a little the LED light, so she's zooming around, which is cool to watch. But the it was just this little LED light on her collar, so I went all out. And I got an upgrade here. Check this out, man. This tactical dog vest. I'm outfitting my dog with a tactical dog vest. I think so, I've seen this on TV. Hunter Ellis sells these along with the tactical glasses, too. <laughs> I buy it. Don't get me wrong. Anything he sells, I'm buying. I just got a bigger LED light that will change colors. You can put it like on solid green, and I mounted it under the bungees on this tactical dog vest. So there's other options here. It also comes with patches, Scott, that say service dog in training. You can make any dog a service dog. <laughs> in training. So, or I didn't say it was a service dog, but it's almost a service dog. It could be. What do you, yes, what do you I, think the odds can, of someone calling you on your bullshit with that one? Like actually being like, that's not a service dog. That's not a tactical dog. <laughs> well, she she looks she looks like she can be tactical. Dare I will not say my dog's name in public because then if somebody comes to come after you or come into your house, they'll be like, da-da-da, calm down. You know what? You don't let your dog's name out, okay? Doesn't that old one bite people that even knows anyway? So fuck it, man. <laughs> oh, you can talk about Henri. Henri's name can go out. He ain't going to defend shit. (laughs) (laughs) He might randomly bite a friend, but hey, we can't do This is Grow Talk. I hope you guys all have a good weekend out there. Uh, Let's give you a little show rundown here. Grower questions off dudegrows.com. GDC over there building the show. Great place to go, guys, for whatever you want to search. Even if you're not posting a question, you want help with your problems, it's a good community over there. Shout out Jay Maestro and everybody else contributing Uh, over there. We got Oops Gruesome Dank. Dank Nugs by Grow Coast 650. Mutation by Mrs. Mick Tokerson. Uh, calcium and magnesium in soil by Canna Busy AF89. I got that just now. Canna Busy as fuck. That's what AF must be. It does, sir. It does. And congratulations for catching on in 2021. <laughs> no worries. Oscillating fans by Square Grouper and the Grow Hacks. And do I have enough canopy to flip the flower by OKC Buds? grower.
At least you know what a, sca- a square grouper is, right? I think you taught me that one. I do have to give a quick disclosure. I didn't do anything with the hair today. Some Are you people sure? pay for this. Some people will put, I just have, right. like I could do whatever I want, kind of like we could go up good like that. Yeah. We could go back down like that. I was but I was now. checking out comments and it was like that you were the dude with the bad hair at least I think so and I was the dude that won't shut the fuck up and those were the, those were the two of us man and yeah. you keep bulking up apparently I think it's more your t-shirt game because you're going maybe you're trying to get down into a medium so you look buffer but thank you for saying that nope they're the same this is my original t-shirt I'm in love with the cocoa I think this was the original t-shirt that we that I started with I love this t-shirt I don't think it means what they think it means but uh. I have been wearing the same size larges, sir. Uh, what fair the hell enough, do I know? Enough. All right. What the hell do I know? I guess it beats going the other way, right? People are like, hey, man, have you been eating a lot of peanut butter during quarantine or something? So at least I'm not saying that. I'll take it. Thank you. Right on, right on. Before we get into the show, dudegrows.com forward slash support. Patreon producers making this happen. Sign up to support the show over there, guys. You're going to get access to the members page on dudegrows.com where all the deals are listed. Uh, 30% off recharge for new members, free seeds from Seeds Here Now from Best Coast Genetics, and the goodie bag. Scotty, you sent out some stickers, right? Did you get a grip out or what? Or that I little reel? I have a little reel, got a bunch out. Yeah, they should be showing up. It was just, uh, I think it was Friday they went out, but wrote a little thank you letter in there, a Ooh. heartfelt. Hmm. And uh, yeah, really appreciate all y'all. What's in those, awesome. guys, it's two or three stickers, high-functioning stoner card, and a little nice letter. So when you sign up, everybody should be getting their stickers. If you're DGC, you haven't gotten your stickers yet or haven't signed up, go over to that members page where we sent you the link. Log in and look at all the details there is how you can lend. And Canadian DGC, I've already sent out about half. The first half, I got about the second half going out here shortly. Um, new grow content is up on Patreon. I got my second grow tent video up there. If you guys want to go over and check that out, trying to do a once a week video here, keep the DGC in the loop of what's going on. And what's a better name than I call it like my five by five. I liked the grow shack, but that's done. I need a name, like a name for the tent instead of tent. I mean, you can call it the grow shack. We're not technical here. You call it the grow shack and, and get a parody made for love shack. Yeah, I've asked for that and nobody came through for so long. It gave up. Okay, <laughs> Make, give us some comments. Dogrows.com forward slash support. Check it out over there. Support this show coming at you. It's gonna be a hot 2021. Promise, dude. Have, have you ever had to try to explain Love Shack? Like if that video comes on and what that period of music was all about? I tried to explain it to my kid. I just gave up. I had no idea. What like, things were weird in the early nineties? Okay, okay. I don't know what to tell you. Early not. So was that like a hangover from the eighties where people it, thought they could still get away with that shit? No, the B fifty twos were popular in the eighties. They were more of like a club band type of thing. And then the night, I want to say maybe it was still the eighties, but they broke out with that Love Shack, and it was just weird. It was cool, weird. I liked it, but it was weird. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah. Good, good. Good. Yeah. Candle. We need a uh, awake and bake, I think. We're just bullshitting like crazy around here. We better talk some grow, dude. Yes. Let's get into it with who's growing some dank. Yeah. Um, notice some dank over on Instagram, actually. Hashtag dude grows show. Yeah. What will. do we got? What do we just hit the dude grows show hashtag, if you would, man? This is. Yeah. All right. This is what I did. I was just like, hey, let me check the Instagram do grow show hashtag and see what's going on. First message or first uh, post. Complete fucking dank. And yes. this is what? Jack's Nutrients? We know these guys. Jack's well, Nutrients. Is- it's a repost from Cannabinology, who actually has a pretty cool 
page. All right. This is how you got to get an Instagram. I get it. Beautiful well, stuff, it, man. It very, uh, I'm, I'm not IG professional here, but yeah, has everything listed out here as far as his nutrients. Like you mentioned, Jack nutrients, a Humboldt seed company. He's in a gorilla grow tent, AC infinity, environmental monitor, pulse grow. Sounds like a lot of hot BGC equipment here. Um, and that nug, Yes, that is the trichome forest. Okay, yeah, trichome forest there. Um, hey, d- just do me a favor, though. I'm a little bit disturbed. Go back to our feed. Okay. What? What? What's happening? And gotta there, clarify, dude. this is not our feed. This is just stuff that people tag Dude Grow Show in. Um, what's happening up at the top? Oh, never mind. Wrong dude here. I don't know. I, what, I don't understand. He's. Why is Dude Grow Show? Why are we tagged in that? What is up with this? I don't want to know about what he's growing, man. Yeah, no clue. Most of the other ones seem like they're fitting, fitting tags. Huh. All right, I got to watch them hashtags, man. Maestro, can you edit those? Are they growing dudes? <laughs> I think that America? dude's growing a little bit, man. All right, anyway, that was. Uh, I figured we'd check those out. Uh, thank you, everyone on Instagram. Appreciate y'all. I don't get there too much, but when I do, I'm pleasantly surprised. Very cool. I've been reading a little more about them Jack Nutrients, man. They seem pretty cannabis-friendly, which I like. I like, you know, they're a big-ass company. I think Peters is behind them or something, but uh, they got a whole cannabis section on their site and whatnot, and uh, they seem pretty damn efficient with their, let me see if I can nail this, solubility? That's not really a word, no. is it? I don't think you can handle that, man. Solubility. <laughs> wow. Now I can't say solubility. 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 But it's a, it's it. a, there's not a lot of genius in a simple liquid feed, you know, that you can get it by the thousand gallons at, you know, an ag place or uh, it's just basically salts, you know, and what they've got a three part salt nutrient, pretty simple or mineral based nutrient, whatever or you want to call it. They have, so they have a one part that is for cannabis supplemented with calcium nitrate and magnesium sulfate. That's the three, that's two, your three parts. That's your three, two, one um, for Jack's Hydra. And but, now I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, whatever you want, foreshadow. I'm going to foreshadow for a couple questions in front, but it's what are the three ingredients? Uh, Jack's hydroponics, which mm-hmm. is like bulk in PK mm-hmm. for everything in soluble form. Okay, um, and then the two, and the two and the three is what I want to get into. And, it, and it's all by weight too. So it's three grams of Jack's hydro, right. uh, two grams of calcium nitrate, mm-hmm. and one gram of magnesium sulfate. And just because we're going to get into this in the future, calcium nitrate and magnesium sulfate. That is calcium in one bottle, magnesium in another bottle. And, and that's key. And key also, Jack's hydro is powders. It is... It is not uh, liquid right. feed for anything. Blue crystals. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Dr. J303. I actually talked to Dr. J303 a couple days ago. You know, he has a bass career. He's like getting invented to, uh, invited to like yeah. national bass competitions and I winning. I call him semi-pro, amateur pro. Like yes. that area probably. I love it. DGC strong, brother. We need to put, put a sticker on his boat. That would be pretty dope. All right. I got a dank nug. I got to get a DGC dank nug in here, too. This is oops. Gruesome dank. Dank nugs are on dudegrows.com, guys. This is by Grow Coast 650. Uh, this is it says, it just gives a quick stats here. Three by three by three veg starter room. Uh, Amazon 150 watt quantum board LED. This is six, okay. nine plants, mostly one gals. And then the plants go to a three by four by five veg flip room. Two to four plants in that room. And then last finishing room, three by five by 4.25 by eight foot flower room. Two to four plants, no transplanting. And you did oops. Grow some tank. Those look fat. 
It's like the Britney Spears song, right? That should be the parody. Oops, I grew me some dank. Come on. Come on. Let's get into this grow talk now. Let's get into this grow talk here. Question number one off of dudegrows.com. Mutation, question mark, by Mrs. McTokerson. All right, says, what up, DGC? Love the show. Been watching Scotty, the dude, and Groove for a while now and never miss a show. Right on. Thanks. Glad you're digging. That's awesome. I'm a new member. Thank you for the support and needs of some advice. Currently on day 65 of flower with an unknown strain. Been using cocoa, worm castings, and recharge. I haven't had any issues the entire grow. Today, though, it seemed what I would think to be a bud forming out of an actual leaf on the plant. Thought I'd share this with the DDC and see if anyone has ever experienced the same. Only my second grow and advice will help. Thanks. This is McTokerson. This is pretty cool looking. I mean, this is a good mutation. Are you sure that's a leaf? Look at all the the frosting, all the trichomes on that leaf, man. That is some dank bud. I mean, that's a good attribute. This isn't something that you could rep. Go ahead. I just gave you an oh yeah. Well, this, this, my this is voice. so. There's a couple different ways something like this can happen. Uh, this, like at its root cause, is a, something hormonal yep. going on with the plant. There are different ways you can change hormones in plant. One, you could use like kelp or something really high. In, I've like, done it with kelp, like gibberellins or jasmonic acid, yep. something like that, where the plant is making way more precursors to cannabinoids than it has flower space to be able to like actually utilize those. So the plant is pretty much just popping up a bud in the middle of its leaf. This happens like one, yeah, if you were using a ton of kelp or two, genetically, this can be a mutation in the plant um, where it it has all those extra precursors and nowhere for them to go. And it starts putting them out on the leaf. I think I've heard Colin Gordon talk about these before. Where like in a big bed, if you plant like 100 or 200 seeds in there, every once in a while, like an alpha female will come out of that. And this is a trait that those alpha females show sometimes. But not... It's not something you're going to, as a breeder, or if you clone, if you have clones of this plant, this isn't a guarantee. A mutation is not like a guaranteed trait. It's not necessarily going to happen again. It probably won't, know. right? Uh, so it's genetic mutation. Genetics is always, uh, ex- the, genetics is one thing. How those genetics is, are expressed, uh, the environment and how the plant stresses and different things it's been through um, can determine how its genes are expressed like fully. Epigenetics. Epigenetics mm. is what we're talking about here. <laughs> so just because it shows up in one situation in one environment for someone does not mean it's necessarily just going to across the board show up. But there are genetic reasons why it does and that certain plants are predisposed to being able to do this, which is pretty sweet. That is really sweet, man. Oh, I dig for sure. Definitely uh, the more trikes, the better. I mean, especially <clears throat> if you're squeezing it or if you're washing it. Mm, I wouldn't, wouldn't be too mad at that. I, don't I, know. I think if I'm washing this, I'm still trimming off these fan leaves. And right. I'm just going to have some dank fan leaf trim. I'll give that to the middle schoolers right there, man. <laughs> All right, we got a good comment here in regards to mimicking, mimicking, I said mimicking, mimicking nature in the grow. I would try to mimic nature. I say that's my growth style. Scotty, you buzz balls a little of the last sure. show because uh, it's in a tent. I'm in a garage. All my all of my environment is, I don't want to say artificial, but being controlled by electricity, basically. Sure, sure. That 85-watt uh, LED light is a good mimic of the sun. <laughs> <laughs> Well, this is just stick with me. This isn't too deep here, but it's 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 to the point. Crafted cultivars in regard okay. to why we mimic nature in our grow rooms. 
says cannabis has been on earth for over 20 million years and humans co-evolution with cannabis only comprises less than 1% of that time. Yeah. Hang so on cannabis- a second. I, I got to, I just realized I was listening to some book and it was talking about that humans. I thought they'd been here for a couple million years. They were like maybe 150,000 years. Like since like we were like, I don't know, homo erectus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like it. I like it. But it's just kind of interesting. It's not that long. No, not at all. Compared to, like we said, cannabis has been on Earth for over 20 million years. It says cannabis is still evolving, probably even more rapidly since humans have been manipulating it, but not nearly or as intense as nature has been the guiding force in its evolution. Asking, and this is the analogy here for you, asking what impact we could be having on cannabis on its optimum performance would be akin to asking what difference does one raindrop have on a moving car? All right. I have to disagree with this. Um, um, Just because uh, mother nature, when it is evolving cannabis and letting it naturally select and breed, it's evolving for the most survivable thing that can reproduce the most readily. Um, When we are selecting cannabis and breeding it, um, and making and forcing evolution down the line, we're doing it for the dankest flower weed that Sensimia that has not been pollinated, and that's two separate uh, end goals for like Mother Nature and for us. So I I don't think you can directly compare these with each well, other um, because our, one human uh, intervention and in breeding of stuff you can rapidly get things to get to the point that you want them to be versus mother nature, letting it just happen in a field. You're relying on happen chance and genetic mutations to happen um, and evolution to happen. So I I think you'd agree at this part of it, as we're trying to do in our grooms, it says, so it's more likely that mimicking nature of where the plants genetics originated from will provide the best results for oil production. Now that many cultivars are hybrids, a matter of testing and reinforcing the genetics in the future to allow the unique plants to perform at their best. I kind of don't I agree with that. If, if, you have uh, equatorial- if we, we want to pretend that epigenetics aren't a thing and that plant their environment doesn't have a role to play in how they express their genetics, then that, yeah, sure. I'd agree with that. Yeah, I don't agree with this. I think you can put out any of the plants in the ideal environment and they're going to grow better than they would where they're from. I mean, I guess, I guess, I guess better you have depends to on that if- ideal environment, environment, but... Explain epigenetics real quick, or is that a real quick Stress. explanation? It's, it's, uh, like, it's like your genes get changed by if you live in a super stressful household and you're hearing, you know, yelling and screaming and terrible stuff, it'll change your, uh, it, it will change your genetics, Guru, or it'll just it, change the way they're expressed. It changes how your genetics are expressed. Gotcha. Um, so what, what I'm kind of saying is that any plant epigenetically can get used to the environment that it's in. And be able to perform in that environment, it just takes a matter of time and maybe a couple generations of plants being there. Um, so when you talk about like the environment that something is native to, at this point with how hybridized everything is, nothing is really native to anywhere. Um, it's more about what stresses it's been through and uh, what environments it's been in. But if you were to find that pure Afghani from the 70s and bring it over here and put it in uh, artificial environment, it's going to way outperform what it did in the you know in the mountains of Afghanistan. That's when it, when, when it has way less stress on it and it's not having to deal with those abiotic factors. Hmm. Hey, hmm. There you go. I have some points, but yeah, some factors like I was just looking at different bamboos and whatnot, and they can only grow to a certain cold hardiness. So that's maybe a little bit of a different factor. I mean, I guess you could say a plant could adapt to cold hardiness over 
I don't know how many it would take. I would assume a long damn time, long hundreds of time. years, I would think. And I think a better example of that isn't cold hardiness. Um, it would be shading. Like it, you can, uh, if you take the time to harden a plant off from full shade and right. full sun, like it can be done. Um, the plant has to be able to get used to that so that it's able to express itself correctly. That, so that's epigenetics that then? If the bamboo starts expressing itself by putting canes out a third of the thickness, that is the epigenetics causing that because it's the way it's been treated? It's yeah, I mean, it's, its DNA hasn't changed over the course of its life. Right. It has just been able to adapt and adjust how it is going to express itself. So, yeah, epigenetics are cool. Not a not a super concrete science, yet, right? Especially in mammals, um, they have a much better understanding of it with plants. But in mammals, it's probably a, a lot more complicated. I'll make notes. I'll make notes, maybe to continue the conversation, wake and bake, because I have some thoughts stirring in my head. I don't fully agree, but uh, it would be good. Okay. There you go. We still got to do that. I call it the bipolar Scotty experiment, where we yell and scream at one plant and be nice to the other plant. That's epigenetics. I want to see if that does anything. We need to do that and the Scotty Real versus Real Scott video. Yeah, they should be the same one, all right? <laughs> one of them's a jerk and yells at his plants, man. All right, move on. Move on. Thanks for the comment. Got a good conversation there. Calcium Excellent. and magnesium in soil. We're all right. Just don't say, don't say cow mag, man. All, all right. right. Well, hold on. Let me read. Jesus. Let me read here. This is from Canna. Busy AF89. Hey, y'all. I was just told that using CalMag on a soil grow, grow is pointless, and that's more for hydro. There's so much conflicting info about CalMag and when we use it and how we use it. I'm growing in a soil cocoa mix with GH newts. Can someone give me a rundown on CalMag? Is it worth adding? How to add it and how often? Much obliged. All right. How do we hey, use that CalMag? That's why I actually wanted to, when we were having that Jack's dank nug, I wanted to talk a little bit about it before. Because when we were reviewing the show, and Guru, you had some excellent points. I, I know this as well, but CalMag is two different things that the hydro guys jam in one bottle to put on the shelf and put a price tag on. Exactly. It's calcium and magnesium put together. And they and in not the right proportion for going into soil either. And the ratio means a lot. When I was studying Define that soil. First, to find soil, I told you that my quote soil, even though it's is 70% peat and 30% cocoa, technically that's soilless. Well, I'm, so I'm, I'm talking like that kind of, but more so talking in like a, a actual soil um, with so some, what, type, some type out of in the garden. Uh, well, no, I, I generally consider something a soil uh, when it's not just uh, aeration and uh, like media in it where there's actual some type of compost ingredient in there and in, in organic material. So is that why you said hence war the soil is already going to maybe have some of the sources of calcium or magnesium in it if it's a soil that's enriched if, or amended? If you have a properly balanced soil, um, okay. it will have calcium and magnesium in there. And if you've done it right, you've got them in the correct proportions with each other. It's like a <laughs> one to five of calcium, to, or I'm sorry, five to one of calcium to magnesium. Right. When you start to have too much magnesium in a soil or that ratio gets skewed, that's when soils start to compact and tighten in on each other. Um, and then you run into issues from having compact soil. So, okay. so and, and the Jax 321 that we were talking about earlier, there's two different things. First up, there's what, magnesium sulfate, right? Magnesium sulfate and calcium nitrate. And right. one big thing in like if if everyone takes uh, just one concept from this question, yes. it's that cal calcium and magnesium are not 
together as CalMag. Right. You shouldn't think of them together. Those deficiencies aren't the same thing. There's not one CalMag deficiency. There are deficiencies for calcium and deficiencies for magnesium. And really, the best way to solve those deficiencies is very rarely to treat with both of them. They can be antagonistic with each other. So you oh. would, I would much rather you... Uh, if you need more magnesium, right. use some magnesium sulfate. It's like a foliar sprayer water it in. If you need more calcium, use some type of uh, calcium nitrate or some other amendment with calcium in there. Is magnesium a trace element? I know calcium is a secondary nutrient, so you need a decent amount of that magnesium. They're both secondary Second, nutrients. Okay. Technically, so you a decent a, amount of those. And especially in cannabis, magnesium can be a secondary nutrient. Okay. And so, so dude, let me just pop in. Uh, primary nutrients, your NPK, you need a shitload of them. Your secondary nutrients, what's that? Your cow, your mag. Uh, sulfur. Sulfur, there you go. You need a decent amount of those. Then all the rest are micronutrients. You need teeny tiny, just little, little PPMs of those. If you're a bottle grower... Then, hence, I use I use Ramos line um, for many years. I've grown with different CalMags. A lot of the major nutrient companies, at least in whatever, they put, pair them together. And sometimes I think it's because if you're dealing with a grower that doesn't know what their issue is, err on the side of caution and give them just a little bit of this to see if they can help their deficiency. Your base nutrients technically should have what your plant needs. If you're using, like for example, I've used many two parts. Um, I've used, and I, I didn't need to have the added CalMag from a supplement bottle, but right. a lot of lines have it because I think some strains are hungrier than others for it. And I haven't, so do you suggest if I can, if I'm a bottle grower, I should get a separate bottle for calcium because they do have that and a separate bottle, bottle for magnesium? Um, not well, one, you don't need a separate bottle for magnesium. You can go get a bag of Epsom salts from the drugstore for 99 cents nice. and have enough yeah. and have enough magnesium sulfate for a really long time depending on how big your grow is and then calcium nitrate is uh just a general purpose calcium um that comes with some added nitrogen in there as well and that's the same things that they're mixing up into uh like calmax for people just in the wrong proportions of it where like why would you want if you don't need the magnesium and you just have a calcium magnet deficiency right why would you want to water in magnesium to uh for it to change stuff in the soil structure and everything when you could just use calcium nitrate and fix your calcium deficiency or magnesium sulfate and fix your magnesium deficiency and not to mention the nitrogen and the sulfur from those two amendments respectively um are are pretty important for plants especially uh for secondary metabolite production sulfur is really important yeah yeah so is there any you know you've heard of growers that are just like oh i just water with epsom salts every week or something like that and they're getting the nitrogen of the sulfur and the magnesium is there a problem with getting too much in there is it can it be dangerous to put too much epsom salts on i imagine so no yeah i mean uh, obviously anything if if your plant is not saying it it needs that you probably don't need need to use that right um you're just treating a deficiency that's not there for no reason so I wouldn't use it then, right? Just just follow your uh, nutrient guide. I wouldn't use any extra unless there's a bottle of it. I would just follow the nutrient chart is what I would do. And, and yeah, like if you have a calcium, mag- what I'm trying to say is don't think like, oh, I need CalMag as a solution for this. Actually figure out if you have a calcium or a magnesium deficiency and then treat it respectively. And if, if you don't, don't have any deficiencies, one. don't your your base nutrient is probably covering whatever you have and it should be doing that. I was going to say, if you don't know which deficiency you have, just use CalMag. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you'll be fine. 
Thanks for the comments, Chad Westport. Canna a Canna Busy F89. I hope you got some help there. Sonny Bacopia chiming in and Coach Steve. What's up, DGC? Uh, moving on to Canna. Uh, like it says, Canna AF over there. I never had to use uh, CalMag when I was using the Canna line. If you're using my own experience, just about, don't grow though, you know. If you're using just about any complete nutrient line, like it should have calcium and magnesium in there, and it should have them in the correct uh, proportions with each other to where you don't need to supplement. All right. If if you're finding that you need to supplement it a lot, I would look at uh, pretend there might be a little bit more complex thing going on, and Lock you're up. you're locking out or antagonizing either calcium or magnesium in the soil. And CalMag can just exacerbate that problem. So, More to come, more to come, because uh, Joel over at Rainbow Nutrients there, they have a Magnifical, which is CalMag, and he's, he's got a lot, of, a lot of info in his head, so we have to get him up on the show and have some, some heavy nutrient talk. Deal. Yeah, I'm sure he knows what he's doing. I will definitely listen to him. This shit works. I'm going to take it over to Real Growers Recharge for a minute, realgrowers.com. Yeah. Pick out the recharge in the microbes. What do you got? What do you got today? I, hey, I will tell you, I was hanging out with a mutual friend of ours and we were bullshitting. His wife's a little hippie and we were hanging out and she was telling me about bioavailability. <sighs> we we're talking about vitamins and she said, oh, it's about bioavailability. So Does she have red hair? She sure did. She was okay. just telling me all about, you know, you have to be able to, you're, you're, uh, you eat this food, but you have to be able to process it in your body. And uh, it's, it's the microbes in your gut that process it. So you have to care for them. And I was just smiling so big because that's exactly what we do with plants. And it's so funny, the parallel between people and plants. I always, I find this fascinating that the, the gut has folds because uh, like in the intestines so that microbes mm -hmm. can grow in those folds. There's more surface area to digest. And then the roots have hairs. So the microbes can colonize those hairs and increase the surface area. And they, that's what they do. It's just amazing. They colonize on that rhizosphere, that part where the root meets the soil, and they exchange nutrients. They regulate the exchange of nutrients. They can exchange nutrients at different pH ranges than you can without microbes. And they protect that bare, that bare root from pathogens as well. Think about what a fungus is. Think about how powerful and bulletproof fungi are. You know, once they get and going, low key, our it, intestines are our roots. They just, yes, oh. they sure are, man. Look at that. Let's make somebody gets artistic with that. That's a deep T-shirt right there. <laughs> you need to need to need to combine that one with the, the, weed, lungs. the weed lungs. Yeah, <laughs> it's a Perfect. whole body thing. It's a full body shirt. Okay. When I say I try to grow like we we're just talking, I try to mimic nature. That is definitely one thing. When I first started growing, I had rock wool slabs wrapped in wrapped in plastic with the Hugo blocks on top of them, and I was putting just salts. Which you know why? Because plants weren't plants. It was weed. I'm sorry. Those weren't plants. They were weed to me. I was just bud I was going to smoke. That was a means <laughs> to an end. I didn't get it. I thought it was a machine I was running. I didn't realize I was living, you know, they, they, there were living things that I could do or living beings. I don't know. I don't want to get too crazy. They're living. Treat them like they're living and you'll get better results. And I just want a small clarification. I'm not saying I'm against mimicking Mother Nature for cannabis plants. I'm saying I'm against mimicking Mother Nature for no reason for cannabis plants. If it's a reason, like something of Mother Nature that you can see makes uh, like a better, stronger, danker plant, right. like by all means do that. Like LED is a better representation of sunlight than HPS is. Like that's a cool trying to mimic Mother Nature better. Yeah. But if it's something like 
going through and like biting off a piece of the leaf to mimic a deer going through. Like, I don't necessarily think that that's going to help the plant. Two words mimicking Mother Nature, all right? 12-12. Where in the fuck does Mother Nature flip the lights on and off at 12 hours on, 12 hours off every day? That's because we're not fully mimicking Mother Nature because there's no infrared in our lights that we use as scroll lights unless you get... Uh, like a flower initiator light to go in there too. That's why. To that's it. why there's no twelve twelve in nature because it if doesn't I, need it. Sure, so sure. In summary, for how you're explaining that, because I still have questions. Uh, so I can just go take a dude uh, works up in the the Yukon territory. He's a straight up Eskimo. I mean, there's like the winter twenty four seven, and then hey. We're going to send you right on down to the equator to get to work for a couple. Like, he's just going to be like, oh, these are better conditions. It's warmer. Uh, I'm going to perform better. You know what I mean? doesn't make good sense. Um, Here, I got the other one for you. You take a Sherpa from 15,000 feet at base camp of Mount Everest, and you bring him down to sea level. He's a fucking superhuman because his blood oxygen (laughs) skyrocketed. All right. So, yeah. (laughs) To be continued. I don't think you're allowed to say Eskimo or Sherpa anymore, just so you know. (laughs) All right. But if you guys want to inoculate, if you want a grow changer, as I call it for real, uh, get some microbes at realgrowers.com. A lot of information over there. If you're growing in Canada, rechargecanada.ca, and we can get some microbes out to you. It will definitely, it makes you grow more efficient, man. You might be eliminating some products as well as I'm always using less nutrient, man. I only maxing out at typically 700 to 775 PPM in my grow right now. So, and they look yeah. freaking fabulous. Yeah, it's it's tough to self promote, but I would love to tell everyone. I would love to get everyone to try this product. You can get it in a little three dollar single use pouches or whatever, but it really was a game changer to me. It made growing so much easier for me. All right. Um, Oh, coupon code, dude. You guys go to realgrowers.com. Why not? Deal. All right. Oscillating fans and the grow hacks. I want some more grow hacks, guys. This one isn't too shabby. I, I, I appreciate just the straight, simple hacks here. This is by Square Grouper. This is, hey, Gromies. Do you like Gromies or not, Scotty? Is it, I don't know if I like the word Gromies. Yeah, I like Gromies. Uh, yeah, if I'm your homie, it beats sir. Somebody comes up to me and says, what's up, homie? It beats the hell out of them saying, what's up, sir? Hello, sir. Hello, homie. Need to save some space in the tent without having to mount those necessary oscillating fans because, yes, it is necessary and space in the tent is valuable. Just turn them upside down through the through the top vent and done in just a minute. You could also put one on each side as seen in my picks. It says, I'm going to try this. I mounted mine on the board. He's just hanging his fans upside down right from you have your straps um, that come down from the top of your top vents and done. Oh, I and like this, man. I yeah. kind of like this. It's using the the base on the outside sure. of it to hold it up there through the vent. That's actually, I don't know how I hadn't thought of this before. That's a good idea I'm for putting a fan in a tent. Up, yeah, it's a cool. And it is kind of like Scotty style where I'm like, tools. We don't need no tools, man. One other one I like, which the first time I tried, I screwed up. This was a DDC hack. I can't remember who brought it up. I'm using five-gallon buckets now to empty my dehumidifier or to take water from my outside spigot inside to warm up, to pour into my two gallon water container. And when you pour out a five gallon to two gallon water container, it can be a little tricky sometimes. So you take a heat gun to that five gallon bucket, warm it up just enough on the rim, and then take like a little piece of screwdriver or something and make a spout. But I heated Ah. up too much the first time and like, pushed right through it just ruined the bucket basically (laughs) that's a little grow hack i have that's how if you're making solo cups into pots for like seedlings um using something like yeah like heating up the tip of a dabber and poking the holes into the bottom of it is a lot better than trying to cut a slit 
that half the time it won't let water out because it just seals itself. Or it's yeah, a you crack grow the cup hack. too You're much. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. Poke some holes with something hot in the bottom. Not All right, this grow is hack. another grow. What's that? I said not a bad grow hack. I've also had it where it'll split the whole side of the solo cup. Like, fuck. Guru, how come you haven't put that up in grow hacks yet? Because um, Guru don't grow. Because I can just give it to everyone <laughs> directly on the show right now. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair around. enough. All right, we got another grow talk question. This is, do I have enough canopy to flip the flower? By OKC Buzz the Grower. This is good. Oh, Currently right. running a four plant. RDWC, recirculating deep water culture system under two Vipa Spectra XS2000s or 240 watts each and a four by four tent. Temp with the lights on 78 and 70 degrees with lights off. When the lights are when the lights are on, 55% of four. What is he saying? 55% off and 45% on 50. Oh, humidity. My bad. Back it up. <laughs> humidity. When lights are on. The humidity is 55%, and when lights are off, 47%. Gotcha. Dang. Those sound acceptable parameters. Um, current res was 625 ppm with a pH of 5, 9 to 6, 2. That all sounds dandy and says, I have a res change today and plan to bump it up to 750. And so just let's talk about ahead. DWC for a second because I have grown. I don't currently grow, but I have grown DWC in the past. You use less uh, parts per million. <laughs> I'm getting passive aggressive with it. <laughs> Uh, you use less uh, PPM in there because it's constantly being bathed in that solution. So 625 or 650, if I was watering, you know, a couple times a week or just top watering cocoa, I'd be, you know, bumping that up at least. I'd be in the eight to nine hundreds. But just just for everybody, you do when you do DWC, you do bump the, the PPMs down a bit. Uh, basic inputs, he's got the AN three-part uh, silica CalMag <laughs> HydroGuard, along with several recharge to the res. Uh, that's, that's a red flag. Do not recharge the res in your system uh-uh. because I, this DDC here, you know, he's done it a few times with no issues, but what's, tell me about that. Um, so I got you. Uh, when you mix up recharge, water is not the native environment of those microbes like whatsoever at all. It is just a really, really good, even, thorough carrier to get them into their native environment, the rhizosphere and root zone and soil and the plant. Uh, So you want to get them out of there. That's like uh, the transport. So you want to get them off that transport and onto the roots sooner than later. Because in an hour or so. Yeah. I tell people you want to like most definitely use it within four to six hours of mixing it up, ideally immediately. And that's to prevent when you start to, when you put them in the water, you are selecting uh, the breeding microbes for a water environment. And you start to change the microbiological consortia or the proportion of the different microbes that are in there. Um, and that can have a big effect on the effectiveness of stuff. So it's not necessarily going to be bad, but you're not getting the full benefit of all the microbes that are in there because you've selected for a water environment, not a soil environment for multiple hours while they're they're reproducing. And they're not like us where like they mate and then there's nine months before the offspring come out. They are just splitting themselves off into new ones. So they reproduce really, really quickly and it can go through evolution and uh, water environment really quickly as well. Totally can, though, as you've given the tip before. you got bucket lids here, they're called, that your basket sit in with your hydrogen. Just take your plant right out, put one of those bucket lids on top of a five-gallon or something, sure. and top water some recharge through, let it drip off, put it back in your system if that's how you want to inoculate. But as far as, let's get back to the uh, 
Shizzy's ready to flip here. That's the question. Hey, I, flip I got one more thing to say about yeah, inoculating. Yeah. Even getting it on those bare roots, those roots are bare. So where they're meeting the rhizosphere, that rhizosphere where the roots are meeting uh, the soil, there isn't. They're meeting this perfect moist air that's going in there. So it is important. I've gotten uh, pythium, epithium, pythium. I've gotten root rot from having those bare exposed roots, especially if the water gets up above like 69 degrees. That's why I used to have water chillers and whatnot. So inoculating with something, some kind of a beneficial bacteria, retard certainly is, is uh, fits the bill, but will help you because those roots bear are just waiting for a pathogenic bacteria. Well, he's using um, HydroGuard for Botanica, which I believe is mm -hmm. something that, like what you're saying. That's the, isn't that the Bossa Nova? Am I wrong about that? I thought that was... No, that's not Bavaria Bossana. That's, no. uh, it's it's something different. Okay. I'm, I don't know. I think Bacillus subtilis. I'm not sure. That being said, I like... Uh, his system looks cool. I like the size of your plumbing here. And uh, adding a little chiller would be money. Um, as far as going to flip, if I were you, I'm ready to flip, man. Plants, these plants are going to double in size rapidly. And um, so as far yeah. as just in my opinion, maximizing this growth space, for, if you're trying to get the, the most cannabis you can out of there and the most just tops of cannabis, um, I would recommend dropping a scrog over these. They're already laid out pretty well right? Uh, that you could get a scrog in over this and then you want to stay in veg and train into the scrog until you have a head coming up in 75% of the squares that you have available and then flip to flower and for the first 10 days of flower, be tucking back down underneath and then let it stretch for the rest of stretch and go and you should have a nice full canopy of just tops of some really good looking flower. And, yeah, get, and just for maximizing the square footage that you have, sure. that's gonna be the best way to get the most cannabis out of that space. Scroll down for me. I thought there was a couple nice pictures way down low. Yeah, that's a nice canopy there. I mean, it, you know, it's still small right now. No, that's not ready to flip. I think this looks like it was a like pre-training and thinning of right. these. Got it. Before okay. they before they got laid out, but like you've already done the work to lay them out. Yeah, I'd go ahead and support them with a scrog net. Um, do like I was saying and train them into it. Let it flip to flower. Keep training. Let it stretch. Drop another scrog net, and you're good to go. Everything will be supported all the with way. With this system, I will agree with you. I usually don't like scrog nets. These buckets are already all attached via the running. Right. You can't right. just rip one out of there. Like sometimes I like to keep my plants mobile. Um, well, why not? Shout out to growerscrognets.com. If you guys want a deal, coupon code dude, check out some badass DGC scrog nets. But uh, I, I, I dig. Yeah, you could spread that canopy out a little bit. I say you could flip now, but I hear you. You're going to get more yield um, on spreading it out. Dude, a lot of good comments here. I got to do some shout outs, man. So we've got Coach Steve again. Uh, Ganja If the Green. Chad Westport, what's up? Uh, Dam Akan, Rasufa, Bob, Papa Turp, and uh, Guru, can you show, uh, not Maritime Grower, but what's up with Jason H, man, doing a little shirtless piece out? I love it. I love it. <laughs> I don't know what's going on, all right? Seems like Park, a cool Turp, guy. Fino God, and lastly, Grandpa Cannabis, man. That's what the DGC community is about, guys. Thanks for chiming in and helping a grower out. It's freaking awesome to see. DGC Cup's going to be interesting next year, you know? <laughs> it's going to be yes. <laughs> it's going to be good. It's going to be good. Absolutely. All right. So we have where are we where are we at where are we at here. What's playing no, on uh, YouTube? Oh yeah. You know, I'm looking at this. James Bean is playing on YouTube. 
Uh, yeah, I haven't watched this out. one back. It was pretty cool though. It was, enjoy- it was good hanging out with them. That's for sure. Damn, look at that smoky, smoky room. Wow, look at that guy. He's got a little piece of a Costa Rica tan. He's still, still hanging on there. <laughs> this was titled "Learn About the Dankest Autoflower and Photo Period Strange of 2021" with James Bean from Seeds here now. So check that out, guys. It's always a good hang when James Bean is hanging out. And before I get to what's going on in Migro, I'll take you over to DudeGrows.com forward slash. Rose. That's where all the coupon codes are listed out for uh, DGC tried and true gear, man. Whether it's some LED lighting, uh, today I'm going to feature Pulse Grow. Uh, actually, yeah, hit this up. I wanted to show it out. just a quick video of what I see when I'm within the app, if you will, or on my PC base checking out my grow. Play this. Check it out here. So this is Dude's 5x5, as you can see. Uh, you can see all my parameters. This updates every, I think, 30 seconds or so it's set to. 83 temp, humidity is not too bad for my Bloom VPD. What I'm trying to do here, um, right now the VPD is at 1.7, light 95%, which is just showing me my lights on. If I scroll down here, this is nice here. You can see your max and mins on humidity, temp, dew point, VPD, and then again, light, which is just showing uh, the light sensor on the pulse meter uh, will help you know, let you know where your light's at. It's more just to let you know if your lights have come on or off at the wrong time or if there's any issue. Uh, we have, here's the alert settings. We've got Wi-Fi disconnect alert, power outage alert, low battery alert, meaning if any of these things happen, it's going to ping my phone, email me, or text me. And VPD guidance, right now, you can set your target VPD here. I have it set at 1.5, and I'm at 1.7. So it tells me here, hey, if you want to get to your target, decrease your temp to 79 and increase humidity to 56.5 to hit your target VPD. So it's pretty sweet that it gives you the guidance there. Uh, scrolling down, this is your photo period. You put your photo period in here. You set your daytime, your start, your, when your lights come on, when your lights turn off. That way the device knows if there's coming on or off outside of those parameters, it's gonna hit you up. And here's my daytime threshold settings. I have a light setting, a temperature setting, humidity setting. So if it goes out of these thresholds, it'll hit me up again and nighttime threshold settings as well, which is pretty cool because you're going to have different daytime and nighttime setups. I got to adjust some of these a little bit, but overall, a lot of insurance for your grow, guys. This is uh, PC-based here, but it's also an app on your phone. It is so nice just to click on your phone. Boom, grow's looking good. Um, I can continue to have a peace of mind, calm state. All right, that's it. See, that just gives me a good feeling, man. Anytime I want to check, heck, if I want to check right now, I mean, my phone's mounted to this guy, but what's going on in my grow? I don't even need to check. I don't have any notifications from it. It's happy. Uh, you should keep, that. You should keep that? that in your pocket. You know, that whole mount right there. Just walk around with it, man. <laughs> yes. But I just want to hold on. I got a call, guys. <laughs> I dare you. I dare you. All right. PulseGrow.com. I'm checking out right here the Pulse Pro is going to be out this month. It's got the CO2 and PAR meter on it all in one. And they still have the Pulse One, which is a great meter for all of your basic parameters, whether it's humidity, temperature, VPD, all that jazz. Excellent device. Coupon code dude, pulsegrow.com. Get yourself some peace of mind. Okay. I know. It kind of rubs it in because if I would have set mine up, my heater broke. It's what ruined the, not ruined, but cut our outdoor short was that the heater broke. The pulse would have freaking told me. Two, three hours is all I would have needed, but the pulse would have told me. Well, as far as like getting into what's going on in my grow here, setting up a new a new grow, a new grow area, 
my five by five tent, I've never grown in a five by five tent in a garage that's 40 degrees. I'm not exactly sure how I'm going to need to set my shit, but having that going back and having the, the meter looking at the graph, seeing everything, my maximum, my minimums. Okay. I need to turn this heater up a little bit. I need to turn this dehumidifier, dehumidifier down a little bit. Um, it's great. It's a great way to know, or if things get to the point where you're like, shit, it means I need to go there now because this alert is for like, it's way too fucking cold or whatever. Um, I got some cool That's pictures. How you know here. you're old, dude. That's how you know you're old when you're like, well, let's look at the metrics. <laughs> you know? Mm. Or when you're just reading books on the weekend. Um, so this is, uh, I'm looking at the pick here called uh, Healer, Healer Trinity. And I see, I named my plants. I've never done this. I just, I just came to mind. I'm like, this plant is, is Trinity. Okay. Huh. Okay. But, uh, this plant verse is not Does looking Trinity bad. have a sister? I like the way she's looking. Yeah. Check out. Okay. The, check out the, the difference in trichome production. Cause her sister is frosty here. And, oh, uh, let me hook it up. Way more trichomes on the leaves. And these were two healer plants. Um, that I popped from seed. This one frosty with a more, a little bit of frosty trike on the fan leaves is more of the runs, but the bigger one is not putting out nearly the same amount of trikes. And it makes me think like, this is what I guess breeders got to look at all this, make notes. Like even though this one's shorter and less vigorous, it has more trichomes. Right. That can outweigh the benefits of how this other one grows. Do you um, just so want to say that uh, trichome development in plants is not a linear thing where like at one point in one's life, you can compare it to another. Some of them will produce uh, different cannabinoids at different times um, in their life cycle or stack on trikes at different times in their life cycle. I don't know. Just do you want to say that, dude? I don't know. I don't want to say things I can't take back. I was just looking for bag appeal, man. That's it. You know? <laughs> All right, now I'm showing uh, my other, my third plant, Sasha. Sasha just came to mind. She's pretty good looking as well, Scotty. Uh, now on the, the stage, Sasha. That, that looks sativa dominant to me as far as leaf structure and whatnot. I have no idea what strain this is. And I'm pretty excited that I don't have three healers actually. And I have now I'll have another flavor. You know what I mean? I'll have something a little different that I'll have to, I, I, do I get to name it myself? If I don't know, it's just a random seed that's different. That is way different, no? Are you naming them after porn stars? Could be. I like to know answers. Come on now. I don't know any porn stars named Frosty. Okay, fair fair enough. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what Frosty's been up to lately, though, man. He does seem to have a lot of cash. Uh, Lastly, is a shot into the tent with the three plants. And I will tell you that you can see my pulse meter hanging right there. Uh, I got told by Johnny Hash to clean my wires up. I mean, that's not good enough, uh, apparently. <laughs> At least they're not hanging. I just wrapped them around the bar. Right. Um, but if you guys want to see uh, the full video I made, again, dogrows.com forward slash support. If you're not already a member, I've been putting these videos up over on Patreon. And the grow is just chugging along good, man. That's 22 days in or so. Everything's looking healthy as hell. I'm defoliating slowly, more slowly than I usually would because of my cannabis smoothies, Scotty. It's I don't know. Usually I'll go in there and take a bit more. But now I'm only taking uh, enough each day for two days worth of smoothies and I keep that in the fridge and a little Ziploc bag. And it's you are like, simulating you know, nature, though. You are simulating nature. You're just like the little deer that goes up there and eats a little bit of the leaves, you know. And uh, I don't know, a little, happen a little bit of stress every day instead of a lot of stress on one day, maybe. That is a good thing. Yeah, that I is how you so. want to do it. I would think so. Yeah. 
but yeah, the grow is chugging along. Uh, I'm trying to figure out uh, the, the turkey tail mushroom thing is taken off for me my two bags. So I'm excited. I think it is. I don't have my picture up here. It's like some of this blobby shit's turning brown. And I'm like, I hope that's like the good brown. Like that's what they're supposed right. to do. <laughs> Wait, you're growing culinary mushrooms at your house too? The they are well, these aren't culinary, they're medicinal. Turkey tails are more because they're too leathery to straight up eat. You have to be so they I guess so they'll be used for tea. That's my favorite thing. Turkey tail mushrooms in tea with a little bit of soy sauce, just a tiny bit. And that has to be a high quality soy sauce, by the way. Mm, I'm growing, let me think, velvet piapinis, pink oysters, and forced namecos at my house. Just culinary mushrooms. But good. Are ones. those all from did you just where'd you get them? Did you hook up a sacred three or uh, no, this is from uh, somewhere else where you can get like a 10 pound block delivered. Um, just straight up, yeah, inoculated, already completely inoculated, cut a hole in it, and it's it's good to go and start pinning and everything, dude. I think you'd be interested in it. Recently, I have started, I got kind of into composting. Um, right. so I have a Bokashi bucket that I am I'm using, and in the spring, gonna start com- hot composting outside and using the Bokashi in there, but the between a Bokashi bucket and a worm bin, once you can get the worm bin used to the pH of the Bokashi, is like an almost zero waste from any food scraps you have. Like you can feed the Bokashi meat and bones and dairy and cheese and just a ton of things that like normally Jesus. you couldn't compost. And it literally turns it into a soil for you. If you feed it to the worms, it's awesome worm food to feed to the soil. And like the leachate that comes off of it will clean up all your drains and stuff. Wow. And eat out all the all the gunk that's in there. Where do it's, I keep it? Um, I keep I keep mine in the kitchen. Uh, it, mm. So the whole point of it being anaerobic is that the bucket completely seals up um, to prevent any oxygen and it's inoculated with effective microorganisms and good uh, uh, anaerobic bacteria. So it, it like legitimately with all the junk that's in there from anything from like sesame chicken to food scraps and right. stuff. Uh, when you open the bucket. It just smells like something is fermenting in there. It doesn't smell like nasty or putrid at all. Okay. It smells like a fermentation is going on and that like chemically it is fermenting and changing all that stuff to make it readily available to turn into soil, which is actually, it's really cool. Almost zero food waste for my kitchen anymore. So we did it wrong before. We it's yeah, horrible. We did it way wrong before that one went putrid. It is not supposed to do that. <laughs> oh, when it doesn't geez. do that, like I had some reservations about it to start at first. Oh, no God. joke. It smells like I'm not gonna say good. It doesn't smell good, but it doesn't smell putrid, and it smells like fresh, almost vinegary uh, ferment going on. I dig. It smell better or worse than Super Thrive? About the same, probably. <laughs> Less chemically. Um, I'll look into it. Bokashi bucket. Did you, have, did you have to make your own setup or you went and bought, bought some stuff? Or I bought one from SD Microbes, I think. It's, yeah, there, there's lots of different places you get one. You can make one yourself out of a five-gallon bucket, but it is a little – out of wooden metal. It is a little bit easier to have the one with the spigot at the bottom so you can drain off the leachate instead of having to just make sure you don't have that much leachate. So, yeah, I would recommend getting like an actual one. And Guru, you're spigot and not spigot, spigot, spigot. Huh. I don't know, man. I think what do you got to be from like west of Ohio for spigot? I guess. <laughs> That's what it's Tell called, you, right? Faucet? <laughs> it's a spigot, man. Who do you got slinging cool, uh, recharge these days? If you want to go visit your local friendly hydro store. 
Yes, they've been so awesome, man. Uh, Oklahoma's been awesome, too. We had a, a question from an Oklahoma grower today, but does We Grow Oklahoma? And uh, I will shout out to Ian over there. I know another Ian. And just from my perspective, like I talked to a lot of people about recharge. Right. Uh, from my perspective, those emerging markets like Oklahoma and all along the East Coast and everything are some of the most fun people to talk to because they're still super passionate about everything, but they are still learning. Um, there isn't like a whole uh, industry of standard operating procedures like they have in Colorado or Michigan and stuff. These people are learning and finding new things and learning about microbes and stuff. And it's always ends up in some cool conversations with people. Nice. I hope you don't have a passion for it. Better have a passion for growing. So you, sometimes you forget about your passion for growing and then you start growing again. And yeah, it's just always good to have <coughs> things going on, except it can get troublesome. I got the mushrooms going, the grow tent going. I don't have so much going on that I can't leave the house for a while, though. You know, I got to be able to leave the house for a while. Yeah, it is nice. Well, wait till you see my setup uh, coming up on the next grow talk. I don't want to make it too much mushroom talk, but I got these mini, they're actually from AC Infinity, mini, uh, I forgot what they call them, axial fans. They're super small, and I'm going to run them on my cycle stat to take care of the vent exchange. You'll see. You'll see. I won't take go too pictures. Deep. Lots of pictures, dude. Very interesting. Dogrowth.com forward slash support, guys. Get a good time today. If we help you grow, if you want to get some free seeds, man, bring it. Get yourself some slacks if you want as well. Some stickers coming at you. Uh, but we're going to do some shout outs before the next show. We have Stay tuned. we got a good show coming up for soup. We're going to have Soup the Gardener. should be right around the corner as well. Um, but now I'm going to shout out the Bone Crusher and Axe from the Beanstalk. <laughs> I got Lefty's Garden and just be cool about it. <laughs> Dutch. I'm going to shout out to Dutch and to Most Faded. Most Faded. Ah, we part at death music. Or we part at death music. Okay, I dig it, man. 13, Spark 13. What's up, Dark Butter and Prim Bugs? Rowan. All right, guys, stay higher at DGC until next time. Peace out, my friends. Hey, take it easy, dude. Some people love to blaze up the tank. Yeah, we get happy for noon. And when the boss says is to take a little break, that means we're lighting up a dude. It's just weed. It's just weed. It's just weed, it's just weed In my toolbox there's a bone Some people start their day off with a pill It's what the doctor says to do They shake their heads at natural medicine Go ahead and try something new It's just weed, it's just weed it's just weird, it's just weird I like to smoke it all day long yeah. Now if the big man catch you riding high Ooh, we gonna lock you in a cage, no if you wonder why he hates the dank, just look at how he's being paid. Well, don't lock up me, smoking weed. I ain't done nothing wrong.